Hi, all you herbies. Herb Mom here, talking today about herbal first aid kits. I have made herbal first aid kits for so many years and for so many different reasons. And I've given them for gifts and I've sold them in the past. And I have just really loved my herbal first aid kits because, you know, when you're going on a trip, you want to just bring one whole bag that has everything in it. And so I have different herbal first aid kits. I have ones that can be put in a little carry-on in my carry-on in the plane, or I have bigger ones that are kind of in a, you know, a regular like a toolbox, a soft-sided toolbox that has a zipper. That's really good, those tool cases that you can get because they have all the little side pockets where tinctures and oils can fit in there. I really love using those. And so really what I've done is I've just upsized. I really have a very large one that is actually a nurse's bag that is padded and has all of these different compartments and everything and that is really super overkill. I have never really used that because it's so heavy and it would just really be I've used it for a couple camping for a whole week at a time I'll just load it all up but other than that the other one where it's kind of smaller and more convenient you use all the time and so if you get your herbal first aid kit together then what will happen is you'll use herbs more You'll use them because they will be at your fingertips and you'll think, oh, I might as well try this here instead of not knowing what to do, letting it get worse, or even, you know, just really trying just something different, just something that has been passed down for generations and seeing, seeing if it works. But also, what about emergencies? You know, this is one thing my mom taught me. She said it's always important to be super prepared for emergencies because let's say there's a big earthquake or something happens and the hospitals are full of people and yet there are sick and injured people all around you and or yourself and you can't get into the hospitals or something like that. It just is an emergency situation. Well, this is my emergency first aid kit. Oh, let me tell you, I'm sure I've added a lot of other things to it. And I'll try to remember all of them. I'll do my best to remember all of those. Because it is really super fun to have a really great herbal first aid kit that you can run and get. And when I first saw kind of an herbal first aid kit put together, it had all kinds of formulas in it. And I wanted to be able to reproduce that or you to be able to reproduce that. So I'm going to give you all the formulas that I have here today to tell you what, how to make them. And you can go on herbu.org and you can see how to do the salve classes, make the salves. The salves that I talk about in this particular herbal first aid kit are the salves that I teach on herbu.org. The angel oil, it's all on there all of those instructions on how to make that and even the tinctures. And so you will be able to have the power to make your own tinctures, your own salves and refill your herbal first aid kit. Or you can go to the store, a store and purchase it and put into your herbal first aid kit. 
but the choice will be yours, and that's what's exciting. So let's get ready and make some herbal first aid kits. Now, I'm just going to tell you that what I kind of cover, and lots of different things are used for these herb formulas, like for instance, the angel oil and things like that that I talk about, the lobelia oil. It is used for lots of different things, and so it's definitely in my herbal first aid kit. We call it lobelia oil. My kids used to call it yobelia oil. It's also called angel oil, and and it is an extraction of lobelia in an oil with some essential oil, and you can put it topically for just about anything. Now, lobelia is known as being a super relaxant, and you can rub it on your chest. My kids, we used to rub it on tummies for upset tummies. I remember when I used to go um, speak my I would always have a nursing baby with me, and so my husband would be there, and he would always have angel oil, and they'd be fast asleep if he'd rub their feet or rub down their spine, and it just seems to be kind of magic, this angel oil. We use it for everything. You know that movie, My Big Fat Greek Wedding? That is so is so much like our family. We use angel oil on everything. Just like My Big Fat Greek Wedding, they put Windex on everything. We put angel oil on everything. I have a daughter who's an esthetician and she says one of the best things for your skin. It's helped me. I remember making it for my stomach and when I was pregnant, my tummy, oh, it hurt. It was my sixth pregnancy and I was having a rough one and and I would rub it on my belly and it would just make my belly feel better. And I had had an appendectomy scar from years before, like 15 years before, that had always stayed kind of purple and had a lot of stretch marks um, on on this scar. Well, I have that scar, and but I would rub angel oil on this so much that when I, after I delivered my baby, my old scar that was still kind of red and purple was completely flesh colored and you could hardly see the stretch marks around it because I had put it on so much. It, it It's just one of those things that you just want to have on hand for everything. I remember this lady came over to my house and she had arthritis really bad in her feet and her, she was visiting us, but her husband had to carry her in. And I rubbed her feet with this angel oil or lobelia oil and she was able to actually walk out of my house and I will I will always remember that so angel oil mm, it's a great thing you should make lots of it or have it on hand but definitely use it we use it on our you know it lobelia is a natural relaxant for lungs and and using it on the chest sometimes helps relax that relax um sore muscles and tight muscles in the shoulders great foot rubs it it actually is great for sore bottoms um what else oh my brother he was in desert storm and he was having some asthma issues and he didn't have any herbs or anything over there he had taken them and he was they were starting to give him some some issues and so the only thing that he had was this uh lobelia oil that i had made for him but he knew lobelia was great for the lungs and so he swigged he started taking it internally and he really could because it really was just an herb a couple herbs and and some extra virgin olive oil. And he said it really, really helped settle down his lungs immediately. And he felt like it was something that kept him out of the hospital. And so we use that for so many, so many things, kind of like the settling down symptoms associated with anxiety and stress and, 
and and just settling everything down when things are just like kind of riled up. So I I started with angel oil because it's super important and I really think that's that's a really you know almost a, a first aid in a bottle right there. But also the salves are another thing that is amazing. I have a green salve and a brown salve. And I don't even remember where I got these recipes a long, long, long time ago. I've just been making this formula forever, these formulas forever, and I teach it on Herb U. So you can go there and make a brown salve, which is actually myrrh and golden seal mixed with, you know, olive oil and beeswax. And then also the green salve we call it is comfrey and plantain. So one is kind, one salve is kind of for things that might not be healing well or might want to get infected and the other green salve is helping the body to rapidly heal itself and some people use it on their face i mean i'm the most beautiful people i know use this green salve on, on their face and i have to tell you that this is one caveat with salves you you salves are made with beeswax and they're made to seal up wounds so one thing that you need to make sure for your salve use is that you do not put salve on anything that is an open wound that hasn't continued to leak and drain out. And if it's an abrasion, that's a different thing. But if it's something that is is a wound, like a deep wound, for instance, I had a beautiful, our beautiful dog Spike, and he was attacked by a German shepherd and he was part Alaskan husky and he got a big wound in the back of his neck and so I was putting poultices on it of the same the same ingredients comfrey and plantain to be able to help it you know heal and then I would take some golden seal and echinacea tincture and kind of add to that poultice and I would put it on there and let it sit there for a while but of course he never liked to leave anything on so I did that and I watched the wound heal up and I saw that it was deep but it really it really was healing up well and after about three or four days of doing the poultices I decided oh I'm just going to put salve on because it's so much easier and and I put salve on and immediately within hours that wound became inflamed and pussy and and I wiped all the salve off and I started back on poultices and it settled back down. See, the inside of it wasn't finished getting out the toxins. It needed to be continued to pull that out. I also alternated that with clay poultices. So clay does really great with pulling and comfrey and plantain. Plantain is considered nature's band-aid. Comfrey is considered a knitter and a healer and just a wound, just a complete wound healer. And one of my herbalist friends, she calls um, comfrey the big dumb herb, which I am, I was kind of insulted and taken back. That's my family, you know, sacrament. That's, that's just, you know, this precious herb to our family. But she said it will close up and heal up a wound quickly before it even maybe sometimes when it's not even ready to so you sometimes have to slow it down the the process that comfrey brings to the table which is kind of cool and I don't know if that's exactly folklore or 
or what, but we do know that it has just been passed down for generations for so many great things. And we put it in our salve. So our salve and the angel oil are are really important. Now I'm going to kind of go through a list of some possible type ailments, not real ailments, because we don't want to say that. We, we I'm going to go through some symptoms associated with ailments. I'm going to go through some symptoms associated with ailments that you might have use for an herbal first aid kit or for an emergency. And maybe, maybe just look at this as just a a story of what I do and my family and you can choose to make your herbal first aid kit be what it needs to be. And and I'm not including all of the band-aids or any or any medicines or anything that might be in there. I'm not including any of the band-aids or any of the medicines that might be in there. I everybody knows what they need. It's really the herbs and what to have on hand for what things are are what sometimes we have missing and I've really enjoyed having. So for things like allergy symptoms, I love having clay, a little jar of clay because you can use it for a poultice, for a bee sting, for insect bites. You can use it to mix a little bit in water for, for a poisoning and drink it down, drink a glass of water with some clay in it. And it, and it's, and it can help the body with, um, with having um, symptoms associated with like allergy things going on. I also really like to have a Brigham tea or tincture that I've made. Now that has a lot of cautions in the United States. And so this is just what we do in our family. We use that for as kind of a natural type of of thing that helps with symptoms associated with like antihistamine type things. And then lobelia also, we always have that. And so all of those things can kind of be used for that, um, including any kinds of lungs, lung stuff. I almost always carry eucalyptus essential oil or even peppermint essential oil for lungs. Also for chilling out and symptoms associated with anxiety and stress. I love lavender essential oil, chamomile tea. I love having rescue remedy. Oh, if you do not have rescue remedy in your first aid kit, I just tell you, you just got to experience it. I I love it so darn much. Also, um, peppermint gum, chewing peppermint gum can kind of settle people down and kind of in a stressful situation. Also, um, for, for like lower back uh, discomfort and things like that. I always carry something that has like juniper berry and yuva ursi, usually a tincture, or sometimes I will just pick juniper berries and and just keep putting juniper berries in my bag because they can be eaten. You'll just crack them and eat them down and they work really, really well for helping kidneys to function better, especially if you're traveling and you're sitting for a long period of time and you're like, oh, your lower back is super stiff. What we would do for that is I, I would put like angel oil on it or lobelia oil and then I would put um, then I'd take some juniper berry or 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 kidney tincture, you know, formula. So one thing that I carry in my bag for emergencies is nutmeg and cayenne. Both of those are used for bleeding. Cayenne can be poured onto wounds, not like abrasions because it would really hurt, but deep cut wounds. I had, 
oh, I had one of my son's friends come over and they were opening a can and he sliced his hand right down the middle. His dad was a, a firefighter and I had just heard about this trick and I just like, I he was really bleeding and I'm like, okay, I got to take care of this. And I poured cayenne on his hand and it immediately, he didn't eat it, it didn't sting or anything to, for him. And it immediately cauterized that wound and the body just accepted that help from the cayenne and stopped it. It was, it was remarkable. And it's in all of the older books. And I carry cayenne anyway for heart, heart or shock issues. You know, sometimes if there's heart things, you can put cayenne under your tongue, heart symptoms, or even, even shock, bringing someone out of shock. Um, other than using a rescue remedy, also cayenne under the tongue. It smarts, but it works really, really, really well. And nutmegs used, you mix it in water. It is a hallucinogen if you take too much. And so you would take less. You can mix it in water and drink it down. I've seen this be used in my apprenticeship with uh, midwifery. And it was it was um, actually remarkable in an emergency situation. Um, let's talk about bug repellent. Sometimes we need that bug repellent. Well, I... I, we use, we'll put water, some water in a little spray bottle with some lemongrass and I can't remember what other, I think lavender essential oil and maybe tea tree, but for sure lemongrass essential oil. And we always have a little bottle of scent lemongrass in there that we can put in, add more, you know, a little spray as a kind of a bug repellent. But my mom's trick was B6 and B12. I think it was mainly the B, the B6 and I wish somebody would study this, but we just really have studied this ourselves and with our own situation. My mom would take B vitamins and bugs wouldn't bite her. And if bugs would bite us, we would take B vitamins. And we I remember we took up this whole group of kids up to Yellowstone and it was so awesome. They were, there was a whole group of them taking B vitamins and the other group was not taking B vitamins. And the group that was my kids, it was my kids and their kids' friends and, and stuff. And the other group was not taking B vitamins and they started getting eaten alive and then pretty soon everybody started taking B vitamins but it really just took a couple of doses of the B vitamins to taking a couple times a day during that time and it, whatever that is it repels these mosquitoes and bugs and my mom she's 88 years old and she always says just take B vitamins bugs don't bother me they never bother me and it really is true. So let's talk about burns. Sometimes you get a burn. I We always go for lavender essential oil for symptoms like that. Sometimes angel oil if it's not too bad. Uh, but we also use apple cider vinegar, especially for sunburns. Oh my goodness, I thought this could was crazy when I heard apple cider vinegar on a sunburn. I'm like, no way, my kids are going to scream. And it's really true. You can soak a cloth in apple cider vinegar or spray apple cider vinegar on the burn, the sunburn, and it settles it right down. And I, it works all the time for us. And my kids have very fair skin and it works so darn well, but lavender essential. So those are things we carry. We carry apple cider vinegar in a little spray bottle for, for burns and things like that. 
canker sores. I always, I tend to get canker sores or cold sores and I don't get them when I take myrrh, myrrh like frankincense and myrrh, like the gift to the Christ child. Well, it's, it is a tree type of sap or resin and it's powdered up and you take it in capsules or I carry a little jar of it in powder and I can, if I feel a cold sore or something coming on, I will just dab my finger in there and put that, uh, put that myrrh directly on the cold sore or the canker sore. And I take capsules of it immediately. I'll start to take capsules because I don't know if it's an, if it's a folklore or not, but I was always told by my mom that if you have one on your mouth, then you have them all the way down in your intestines. And so that's when I start to take take that. I used to just take lysine and things like that, but I found that myrrh just works so, so well. And I credit this information to Donna, the founder of Lavender Lane, and she they do great little, uh, little supplies for making all kinds of things. And she's the one that told me about her experience with this myrrh and how really great it works. And it's been a game changer for me in my life. I hardly ever get them again, ever ever. And I used to get them all the time. So what do we use for car sickness? I used to have car sickness symptoms all the time. Boy, but the very best thing for me for nausea or car sickness is to take ginger capsules before I ever get nauseated. Like if when I was pregnant, I would lay down in bed and I wouldn't, you know, sometimes in the morning when I first got pregnant, I would even sit up in the second I sat up, I was nauseated. So I put ginger capsules by my bed and water and I would just lift my head up, take them, stay in bed till the ginger capsules popped, jump out of bed. And it seemed like it just helped. And it was just like, if I could get above ahead of the nausea, the ginger capsules work like magic. And even more than ginger tea for me, it just worked so well. But I always carry ginger capsules, always, always. But but for some people, peppermint essential oil works really well. You can also pull the, pull your stomach down. There's a, a thing called stomach down. It's Minkler Energy Medicine. You can look online and there's a wonderful little video there telling you how to pull your stomach down because your stomach goes up with anxiety or stress and then it kind of sits underneath your ribs and so you can gently there's a technique to gently pull your stomach back into place and that is that can help with getting that nausea and car sickness stuff to go away let's see colds flu symptoms. I always carry something because it seems like when we're on the road, it always seems that there is somebody getting maybe a little ear ache symptom or a snotty nose or something going on. I always usually carry a golden seal myrrh tincture. Golden seal in echinacea or, or myrrh in echinacea. I will carry colloidal silver, usually a little spray bottle of colloidal silver and usually vitamin C in some form. Sometimes I'll just bring a big bottle of chewable vitamin C, even though it doesn't absorb as well. But sometimes I will do camu camu or amla berry. I'll throw in there just for some extra, some vitamin C. But usually in a first aid kit, I'm just going to throw in a whole bunch of chewable vitamin C that I can just pass out to everybody around if somebody's getting sick. And we need to work on those symptoms. We talked a little bit about lungs and congestion and things like that, about um, allergy, lungs and, and things. And I wanted to 
talk about silver, sometimes it's usually something you know that you can you can take colloidal silver and you can add a little bit of essential oils into it like for instance eucalyptus oil and spray it on the chest and it can help with that congestion and kind of opening things up i like the formula that is hops valerian wild lettuce it's kind of a chill out formula it's it's an extract that i make for relaxing and stress and anxiety type things that I carry with me all the time and it is the thing that I didn't mention up above for symptoms associated with anxiety and stress but we always always in a first aid kit will carry this chill out and it is hops valerian wild lettuce equal parts you can go on herb you to find out how to make it and you will be able to have it and it, it we use it kind of as a, a relaxing settling down kind of formula unless we have cough symptoms and we'll just take a big spoonful of it and use it for cough symptoms I mean, just use it for every, just a spoonful every time you cough until the bronchioles it you know until the body just knows you want to settle down and relax that it really does help with that congestion and those type of cough symptoms you can also make a menthol salve i love to have a menthol salve you can buy natural menthol and put it into your salve that you're making it makes it into an instant menthol salve you can add menthol get little menthol essential oil and just heat your salve up that you already have and then you add a few drops to that and that turns any salve into like a menthol salve which is really really great one thing that is used that i love having is a, is for like crankiness and grouchiness when you travel or whatever moodiness i like i like to have a tincture that has like St. John's wort in it and blessed thistle or or maybe chamomile fever few there's passion flower all kinds of things I use the, the one that my happy one is like the St. John's wort chamomile I think it has wild lettuce and fever few in it but blessed thistle has been known to be very calming rescue remedy is a must a, just a total must to have and then chill for for those kind of things i use things for like cuts and and cracked skin i use my salves my golden seal and myrrh salve and my comfrey plantain salve and angel oil i have for that for stopping bleeding we talked about that for like a cut would be the cayenne but you know really practice with that before you really get on and using that if there's something that's infected and i don't want to put the salve on it i'll do the golden seal echinacea uh, just topically on anything any wound any bug bite anything to settle it down and get it to the red to kind of go away one of our friends had surgery and and he had incisions and one wasn't healing very well and it was kind of red on the other side and so i made i put a little bit of colloidal silver in a spray bottle and put some squirts of golden seal echinacea in with it and with a little bit of water and a little drop of lavender essential oil and had him spray on it and he says boy that stuff works it just helped settle everything down and it's not the magic really of the plants it's the magic of the body the body didn't have enough power or strength 
to heal it, otherwise it would have. And somehow the silver and golden seal and echinacea helped to support the healing process that was already trying to happen on those wounds. And so that's kind of a nice, nice trick to have. I have another trick that we use that is for the eyes and we have used it multiple times. Now this is an old wives tale. So you really, this is, this is passed down from generations to generations and it's flaxseed. So I carry a little teeny vial of flaxseeds. Nothing, and flaxseeds are wonderful for you. They're so nutritious and so good for you and incredible just an incredible food source. But how we use this is if anybody gets something in their eye, they put we put a flaxseed in the eye and the flaxseed gets this mucousy kind of tail to it and it floats around in the liquid in the eye and the thing, the foreign object, kind of attaches to it and I've done it with glass. I've done it with a piece of wood that went in my eye. And it goes, and then it kind of falls down to the corner of your eye and it comes out with the flaxseed. And sometimes I just go to bed with it and the next morning it's it comes out. And so we carry flaxseeds in our first aid kit for things in our eyes. We also carry, I also carry usually yerba mate concentrate for energy. Uh, cordyceps. I love to carry some greens in in there where I have like barley grass and alfalfa grass where I can just take a quick spoonful and do, and and grab some quick energy. We also sometimes carry uh, ginseng vials, you know, those little liquid ginseng vials where you get the little straws and you suck them up. Those are great for late night traveling and just hurry a boost of energy. I really like those. And yerba mate has caffeine in it, but also you can also do things like gotta cola or guarana, things like that, that have natural caffeine in it, especially if you're traveling and want to use a natural source to keep yourself awake or whatever. Those are some of the things that we like to carry in our first aid kit. For fever, I usually carry peppermint essential oil uh, I usually use it for rubbing down on the feet for fever symptoms or even in mixing a little bit with angel oil or olive oil to put it down the back and, and kind of do a massage down the back of the spine and rub that essential oil on the feet. And that's what we, you know, have used for that. We usually use bass or cold water enemas and, and bass to help bring fevers down for, for kids and for adults and fever symptoms and and things like that. But that's what we, we don't carry all that in our herbal first aid kit, but we definitely, peppermint is definitely the thing. And then if, if there's like infection symptoms or flu-like symptoms, we always go for the golden seal and echinacea usually every hour to be able to help some of that um, fever to settle down. Even usually you're carrying ginger and so ginger tea can help with fever symptoms also fogginess. I always like to carry ginseng or gata cola to clear my mind, but also scent essential oils, uh, any type of essential oils, the, the eucalyptus and even the peppermint can help really help clear and focus and lavender, lavender also. We carry cayenne for frostbite. We will put, we, this is an old, old remedy 
passed down for generations in my family. And my mom did it with me when I was a kid. We'd put on a pair of socks and then we'd take another pair of socks and we'd sprinkle cayenne in the bottom of it. And then we'd put the second pair of sock over the first pair of socks and it would help us from not getting frostbite. And we didn't have boots like <laughs> like nowadays. We had tennis shoes and they were usually tennis shoes with a plastic on the top and they were cloth tennis shoes because we didn't have the money to buy shoes and boots and things like that so my mom would put those two pairs of socks and then we put our foot in a plastic bag and then we put our foot in the shoe and then we put another plastic bag over the top of it but cayenne always played a role in keeping our feet really warm, and it really, really worked. In fact, to this day and age, if my mom is cold or she has a chill, she'll mix cayenne in water and just drink it down. Now, there are different kinds of cayenne, and you can kind of research that. There's 40K heat unit, 40,000K heat unit, and 90, and everywhere in between. I'm just talking about the regular, regular cayenne between 40 and 90 heat units, so make sure you you know what you're doing. I always carry cayenne with me for under the tongue, for shock, or we always carry it for for if we if we're very very cold. Also, I put it. Sometimes I'll mix it with a cream or with an oil to put on for circulation on the feet, especially for my mom. I'll I'll rub cayenne, you know, cream on her feet to really get that circulation going, and it's super helpful, especially when you're traveling. For muscle soreness, soreness, we kind of talked about the angel oil and the cayenne and things like that for sore muscles. So for pink eye symptoms, and I have had a lot of experience with this because I have a lot of kids, we use the golden seal and myrrh and we use it either in a tincture or or a golden seal echinacea tincture or even in a myrrh and golden seal salve where we just put it right in the eye and it seems to help those pink eye situations and symptoms go away pretty rapidly. It's something that we attend to about every hour when that is happening and it seems to help along with you know washing hands and all of those things but we carry that with us anyway sometimes we come across things like bent things like poison ivy and we use that bentonite clay and kind of make a paste out of it the affected infected area and it helps settle that just really settle that right down uh, apple cider vinegar can help with that we bring poultices in the first aid kit, I like the Ziploc bag. I like the iron shut bags, uh, where you just put the iron shut tea bags, the the big ones, and I'll just make them ahead of time and put a comfrey plantain poultice in there. What you do is just take that poultice. It's like a giant tea bag, and you put it in a cup of hot water, and you you saturate it, and then you can put it on the affected area whether it's a wound, whether it's a sore, whether it's it's anything that is that needs attention. And then the person that has the issue can drink the tea. That's what we do in our family. That's our sacrament is that comfrey and plantain. And I and I talked to you about it as our family's sacred sacraments because comfrey is one of those that has been pulled off the market and 
and it's been passed down for so many years. I just feel like it needs to be cherished and acknowledged. And But for me to tell you to drink it in the United States, it's not legal for me to tell you that. So I'm going to tell you my family drinks it. And we would drink the tea and then we would continue can heat up that in warm water a few times, the poultice, like five to ten times. You don't have to drink it because you're every time. But the I mean, we don't drink it every time, but the the poultice, you can reheat it up and keep putting it on the infected area and actually see before your eyes the magic of what is happening with these herbs. They're just, it's so great. And I'm so grateful for those to-go poultices because it makes it so much easier for for me to witness and be able to use them. Because sometimes if I, you know, if I have to get out the herbs and get out the comfrey here and get out the poultice, then I got to figure out what I'm going to put it in. And I'm going to, yeah, yeah, it's a lot harder than, oh, let me grab a poultice out of my first aid kit. So I love doing that. And the other thing we really want to acknowledge is sleep issues. Sometimes when you're wanting to, in your herbal first aid kit, we take the chill out formula and I always take melatonin with us and kava kava and chamomile tea. Always that, always. And sometimes for sore throat issues and symptoms, we will do things like slippery elm lozenges, also the golden seal and the comfrey, I'm sorry, the golden seal and the echinacea tinctures. Those are the ones that we use, you know, and kind of gargle with that for sore throat and and helping those symptoms to settle down. I talked about shock with cayenne under the tongue, and you just need to be so aware when you're using cayenne that if it gets in your eyes, it burns, and it won't kill you because that's an old remedy is putting cayenne in the eyes for eye, eye ailments, but it does burn for a long time, but the, the remedy is milk or any dairy product. It, it can't be almond milk. We have tried it. It can't be hemp milk. It has to be it has to truly be real milk and you put it on in your wherever if you get it the cayenne in your eye or someplace where it feels too spicy and it settles down oh just immediately but that cayenne is so so useful um the other thing that we carry a lot of is stuff for tummy troubles because we used to drive a lot and travel a lot and so we our arsenal for tummy troubles is just this chewable papaya. There's all kinds of brands of chewable papaya, but I love chewable papaya. I wish somebody would do a chewable papaya without all the crap in it. Uh, they they put these little fillers to put it together and make it into a beautiful little tablet that's wonderful, but then they put the fillers in it that aren't good. But So that's my reach out to any of you companies to make a, a papaya chewable papaya that's so easy to carry in your pocket and to help digest food and when you have upset tummy with without all the fillers anyway anyway I don't know where we would get that but I just get the big name brand kind and I just we have chewable papaya everywhere and we use it a lot we use charcoal for upset stomach or even like food poisoning symptoms ginger always we have ginger with us we usually carry traditional medicinal smooth move tea for constipation or other things like cascara or sunny or senna or anything that you would normally use for constipation type issues but slippery elm constipation or diarrhea love it love to keep a little jar of slippery elm mix it best with water and drink it down kind of slimy but 
it just like the best mucilage to help open up the stomach. You can give it to elderly. You can give it to babies. It is great. Uh, slippery elm is just oh, one of those really, really awesome, awesome herbs to have. I carry a tube of aloe vera gel with me. I don't carry the beautiful fluorescent green aloe vera gel if possible. So many dyes in that aloe vera gel. Oh, I have to say aloe vera is so amazing. It goes deep into your cells over seven layers into your cells. And so it's going to carry that, that beautiful green synthetic dye into your cells and your body's going to have to deal with that. Don't have aloe vera that has any crap in it. Just get straight aloe vera or the aloe vera that has just almost nothing. in it. It's kind of brown in color. It's not that beautiful dyed and it, just get the aloe vera that is just the natural aloe vera. And if you have products with aloe vera in it, make sure they don't have any junk in it. If there's junk, that junk, that synthetic is going, this synthetic chemicals are going deep into your skin. So be aware about aloe vera. It's so wonderful. You can use it. You know, I carry a gel, but I also have plants where I, if I have an issue, I'll cut a piece off of that beautiful plant and put it on a burn or whatever. And, but I just truly carry this, this aloe vera gel that's used for so many different things for, um, sunburn. Or oftentimes people get like swollen feet or ankles and I use a formula that's like a kidney formula that I use and and the main infor, infor, ingredient is juniper berry and uversi. It's the same one that we we're talking to you about for if your back is stiff when you're traveling and things like that. That's the same formula for swollen ankle symptoms and things like that. We also carry clove essential oils for uh, tooth aches and problems if there is a problem with the tooth. And you can also make a quick poultice out of clay and charcoal that you have and add, add clove and wrap it in a little cloth and tie it really tight with a piece of floss and put it on that those abscess symptoms or toothache symptoms until you can get somewhere, someone to help you help you with that. So I usually put this in a tool bag. I I label everything. I have a little teeny bag that I do a little version of it that I just take little versions of it, but then I have a bigger bag where I just make sure it's full. And I look, I usually try and fill it, you know, I try to look at it every trip. So if I go on a big trip a big camping trip or something. When I come back, I know that that first aid kit is going to be decimated and it is going to need to be taken care of. So so I need to get back in there and get some things refilled in my herbal first aid kit. I also now will usually put a salve in there that has THC in it, some cannabis salve and some CBD salve. Really great for discomfort. Also a tincture. So we'll usually carry those for dist- for um, in my herbal first aid kit um, in legal states, that is. I want to share with you really quickly chill chill out formula. It's hops, valerian, and wild lettuce equal parts. Usually put it in a glycerin, apple cider vinegar type base, but you can put it in any type of base. Look on our website herbu.org for directions on how to make a tincture and how to have that. One thing I didn't talk about was garlic oil. Sometimes I will carry garlic oil and it's really 
extracting garlic, fresh garlic in extra virgin olive oil and letting it sit on your counter for a few weeks and you can pour it out. You can do earache symptoms. You can do anything that you wanted to do with the golden silicanacea stuff you can do with for infection type symptoms you can do with garlic oil. I usually always carry garlic oil, garlic oil with me. And there is a super tonic recipe that I want to share with you that some friends shared with me last herbal first aid class that I did. And it's so great. And it's called, she called it her super tonic recipe. And I'm going to share it with you right now. It is raw apple cider vinegar and garlic, ginger, and habaneros or or jalapenos, but really spicy peppers, onions, and a horseradish root. And this can also, I think some people call this fire cider, but she called it super tonic. And you put it in a blender or a food processor, and you put it in a glass jar after you have have blended it all up, and you let it sit on the counter. And for two weeks, like you store it in a dark a dark area so it's not exactly on the counter for two weeks and you shake it a couple times a day and then you strain it out and you put the liquid in another jar and you use it by the tablespoon and some people use it like an like for salad dressing and stuff like that to use it as food but others use it when they have cold or flu like symptoms and I really really love this recipe I'm it reminds me I'm going to go and and get that and make sure that I make that again. Another thing is making a tincture of lobelia. I talked about making the lobelia oil, but I don't think I talked about making lobelia tincture. I like to have lobelia tincture. We use it for breathing symptoms in case of emergencies. And it, I use the tincture. It's I use it. I make it out of vodka, two parts vodka and two parts water. But you can make it out of any. I think I was gonna try and make it out next time. I was gonna make it out of brandy because that brandy is supposed to be known for lung, to be a lung alcohol. And I thought that might be in very very interesting um, interesting tincture. So you extract it into in a in a little jar, you know, and make that tincture. But I always try to have lobelia tincture on hand in case of emergencies for breathing symptoms. I can I can just say that. They just really, really, really work wonders. Also, sanitizing spray. There's sanitizing spray out there everywhere, and it has so many chemicals and things in it. So my friend gave me this one, and you can use any essential oils that you want with, with sanitizing spray because, honestly, they're all anti-bacterial like bacterial or pro-good bacteria, I guess, and so, and, and antibacterial. So you're going to, you use like distilled water, or even I've used regular water when I didn't have distilled water, and you, you she used clove, cinnamon, eucalyptus, lavender, tea tree, and mandarin, and she just puts a few drops of each in there, and she even made her own antibacterial wipes where she got some stronger paper towels, and she would pour this mixture diluted in water over her paper towels to wipe down 
you know, her computer keys and sanitize her doorknobs and things like that. So that's kind of a really good little teeny formula there. If you use a lot of sanitizing sprays and it's always great to have in your first aid kit. Well, that's my first aid kit plus a jillion other things I probably throw in there. And what I'll do next time is I'll put together a small little first aid kit and say, okay, here's my peewee first aid kit. Here's my little first aid kit to go. And then I'll go to the next thing and do it a little bit more and a little bit more. And we, you know, I always have capsules of herbs or tinctures that I'm taking and it's it's hard to travel with certain tinctures, anything over four ounces. So I have my other little tinctures that I'll throw in that I'm taking daily for hormone balancing symptoms or or if if I'm working on something like a brain tincture. So add in your own things that you would use. I also have these little bead separators or or I have a little a little fish. Uh, like a fish a fish hook holder that ha opens from both sides and it's so great because I've labeled it I'll I'll get you guys pictures of them but I labeled it and it's really holds a bunch of capsules in each little compartment and then I can take my hormone balancing herbs in there and I can keep myrrh in there and I keep all these and it just like folds up so nice and neat with a rubber band around it and throw it in there that was actually my husband's really great invention and we use it all the time we use these little capsule organized these little bead organizers for holding our herbs because it always seemed like the the ones that were in the pharmacies weren't big enough to hold all my big dang capsules that I want to bring with me. So I hope this helps you. I hope this helps you have herb first aid kit to go and be courageous and let me know. I would love to hear back how you used your herbal first aid kit. Have a great time herbalist out there and be your own herbalist. You got this.